Hey everyone, what's going on? It is Lockie here from Coastwood Football, here for the Coastwood Football Podcast, every single Tuesday chatting everything about my team, Central Coast Mariners, and of course, all things A-League. Thanks again for stopping by for another episode. Um, whether you're tuning in on YouTube or listening on a podcast platform, whether you're on, on the commute to work or school, I, I appreciate you guys joining me. And if you guys are enjoying these episodes, if you want to feel free to, to leave a like or, or if you're listening on a podcast platform, leave a rating because it helps out heaps. It really, really does. So, um, and I appreciate you guys hanging out here for these episodes round two was very exciting it was very very exciting um there were some high scoring affairs uh if you haven't checked out my round review video that's as a dedicated review video that comes out every single monday now reviewing the weekend's action i'll make sure to leave that link down in the description but i will be going over some of the big talking points that have come out of round two and there are some big ones involving some pretty big teams and there's some good listener questions that, of course, have come in where I'm going to be answering some of the questions that you guys have sent in, and I'm going to use some of your questions to sort of answer some of these, uh, to talk about some of these topics that have come out of these round two results. Um, so we're actually going to open up with the listener questions right at the top. Usually do it, we do it towards the middle or the end of the podcast show, but we're going to jump into it right now. And uh, this one, first of all, comes in from Julian on Instagram who asks, Sydney's reign at the top over? Is Sydney's reign... At the top, over, and, and, and this is the first interesting one that I wanted to talk about, the first interesting talking point. Sydney FC have started this campaign, the first two A-League uh, games of this season, without scoring a goal. Um, so there's a couple of things to this, and, and I'd love to unpack it now. So, of, of course, you have to consider the injury situation at Sydney FC. They've started the campaign without Bobo, one of their star strikers, Barbarouss, who was who was a key player for them last year in attack as well. So those two key attacking players um, that are out. Luke Bratton is, is is the biggest one. That's that's the biggest sort of news story, I guess, the biggest injury blow to have happened. Um, so far in the A-League season, early, it's, it's early, and really, really early too. It's absolutely devastating for the Sky Blues. Luke Bratton is arguably the best defensive midfielder in the league, um, definitely top three. And to lose him is, you know, it's, I, I think it's going to be really detrimental to Sydney FC. When you look at the other players that have in that position, you've got Caceres, Retre, Neuenhoff. Um all those guys really, really good. Neuenhoff as well, a player that's got a lot of potential and I think a lot of Sydney FC fans are, and are rightly so, are excited about Neuenhoff. Um, so there's no doubt they have the personnel there. I think I think Patrick Yazbek started in the cup last week as well for Sydney FC. So there's no doubt they have cover there. But to replace someone like Luke Bratton, Luke Bratton has a very... You know his ability to to his his long ball, the long balls that he's able to play, his his vision of the game. There's not a lot of players like him in the A League, and to lose a player like that is, uh, yeah, as I said, a massive blow. So, and, and apart from that as well, I think I think one that people maybe have forgotten about is what well, James Donachy. I'm not involved in the side at the moment. Ben Warland has been starting alongside Wilkinson at the back. Having said that. Even without those players, that Sydney FC squad is really, really solid, right? It's a side that still there's still plenty of depth. And and, and you, when you look at Camp Sober, Camp Sober's had a pretty decent start to the season, has looked dangerous. Um, Max Burgess involved. Lafondre's, uh, you know, still up top and, and, and is there to, to score the goals. But obviously none of these players getting firing just yet. So I guess the question is what, you know, what's, what's, what's the reasoning behind it? Um, in the Sydney Derby, I spoke about it last week that for me, the Sydney Derby was, was characterized by Western Sydney Wanderers defense. So I think that's less a question of 
Sydney FC's attacking more questions because Sydney FC would, uh, had some nice attacking play in that game and were creating chances. There's no doubt Sydney FC are not creating chances, um, you know, and they've still got Ninkovic in the side. There's still that creative power there. But, and it actually, it was a similar thing against MacArthur. MacArthur's defense, MacArthur's structure was really, really good. Are Sydney FC just slowing down a little bit? Are, are other teams now catching up? You know, as Julian asks there, is Sydney's reign at the top over? And the answer, well, the, I guess the boring, it's, it, my answer and it's a boring answer is that it's, it's too early to tell. But early indications say, yes, it is over. Um, that doesn't mean that they're going to completely drop away. Uh, Sydney FC have too many, too much quality to, to drop out of the top six. Um, if they did drop out of the top six, it would be a huge shock. Um, they, you know, they've, they've, they've finished top two for what, three, four years now. I've lost count now of how many years they've, they've sort of been at the top that it's been at least five years now, I think when they've been a really successful team at A-League level. And there's, yeah, yeah, yeah as I've said, the, the players that have that, you know, Wilkinson is still there, Ryan Grant, uh, Andrew Redmayne is generally pretty consistent in goals as well. So they've still got the quality there. They've still got uh, the ability to finish towards the top, but I think they might drop away this year. And that sort of segues nicely into my next point about Melbourne victory, because when you look at Melbourne victory, this this team that you know performed so poorly last year, <laughs> and no no one expected them to perform as poorly as they did last year, and they I, I said it I said it all all throughout preseason that for me one of these signings of the season across you know including all the players and everything is Tony Popovich at Melbourne Victory. He's exactly the kind of guy that Victory needed to bring in because he's a guy that's that's got proven quality at A League level. And you know and I, and I mentioned it that like when you look at his first season in charge of Wanderers, his first season in charge of Perth Glory, both times he took those teams, he came in, revolutionized those teams. Well, Western Sydney Wanderers was his first year, so came in and, and you know introduced his playing styles and took those sides to grand finals in his first year in charge. So you're, they're bringing in a guy who knows how to take a team and turn them into a successful team and turn the players that are there into, you know, some of the league's best players. Early indications there are that it's looking very, very promising. It's almost opposite now, science, for Sydney FC, who, who, who are yet to score a goal and, you know, have lost a game in their, lost their first home game. <clears throat> Pardon me. But at victory... It's really promising signs, signs of stability and signs of quality in attack too. One of the key storylines to come out of their 3-0 win against Brisbane Raw was Marco Rojas, a player who has been in, it felt like he's been in and out of action for, <laughs> for, for ages now, um, comes in to start to replace the injured Chris Economides. And, you know, he was involved in, I think, I think he was involved in all of the goals, wasn't he? Or was he, he was involved in at least two of the goals, Marco Rojas, and was fantastic in that game. Jake Brimmer, Jake Brimmer, a player who I feel like for the last few years, you know, he was, he was at Perth Glory a couple of years ago, been a victory for the last couple of years now. He's, he's, getting, he's getting better and better season by season. And I feel like under Tony Popovich, he's someone that could really light up the league and is, is playing in, in, in maybe more of an advanced role now as a number 10, just sitting alongside the striker. D'Agostino, I think, you know, he, he, got it, he opened his account for Melbourne Victory on the weekend as well. In defence, Brendan Hamill, Lee Broxham, they've obviously got Roderick Miranda. He didn't feature on the weekend. Um, and then Gary and Davidson. It, the, the, like when you look at the personnel, that's, that's a successful team. When I, when I looked at their playing squad and, and watched their game against Brisbane, I, 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 I could see this side playing in an A-League grand final. I think it does have the potential. Um, and, and, you know, they're a massive club. They demand success. So for me, Melbourne victory, you know, it, it, it's interesting sort of seeing the opposite 
effect, basically, um, of what is happening at, at, at Melbourne Victory compared to, to Sydney FC. And again, I will say it's so early and, you know, I, it is very easy to, to get excited early on in the season. Um, I had a bunch of, actually, funny enough, just on that, I had uh, on, uh, it was actually on TikTok, at Coast Watch Football on TikTok, I put up a video of, you know, some of the action at the uh, Wellington Mariners game that I was at uh, down in Wollongong. And I had so many Phoenix fans in the comments like, we're going to win the league. Like, I think because I predicted Phoenix to come last, a lot of people wanted to sort of get back at me for that. So, touche. Um, but anyway, the, the speaking of Mel Victory, Darcy sent in a question on Instagram. Thanks for sending in, sending in the question, Darcy. Who do you think uh, Victory's best player this season will be? So that ties in nicely, talking about Victory and these players who could have big seasons. And the one that springs to mind, and I just touched on him, Jake Brimmer, I think is going to be... Is, is going to be massive this season. You know, he's got all the attributes. Some of the passes that he made, there was a great pass in, I believe, that second half. The pass just, it was an incredibly difficult pass to, to take it around the defense. He just curved it in for, I believe it was D'Agostino, who was making the run in behind. It was a fantastic pass. His distribution is just seems to, he's got fantastic distribution. And, I think when he's now that he's playing alongside really top quality players, you know, Jake Brim was a mainstay for Melbourne Victory last season, but struggled not because of his own ability, not not because he, him, he himself was struggling, but I think because when you look at the players around him and 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 sort of the squad morale as a whole last year, it just wasn't working. So now that he's got a fantastic coach, fantastic players around him, I think it's going to work for someone like Jake Brimmer, um, Rojas might have a big year as well. So again, early days, early days. Um, hey, let's talk about some Central Coast Mariners stuff now. We've spoken about Sydney FC, team that might be falling away, Melbourne Victory, early season title contenders potentially. Let's talk about the Central Coast Mariners. And I uh, will open with this question from Cam on Instagram who asks, did Monty make the wrong subs at the wrong time? Sai and Rue looked good. Yeah, so... Well, first of all, with Cy Goddard, I don't know if it was because I was, I was down, at, down at Wynn Stadium for the game, uh, very windy and cold Wynn Stadium down there in Wollongong. Uh, but Cy Goddard, I think, came off with an injury. If, uh, I, don't know if we, I don't know if they're talking about it in the broadcast, but he was, he was hobbling around for, the la- for five minutes before he came off. Um, showed promising signs again, as a lot of Mariners fans mentioned throughout the game, that he's, he's looking really, he, like he's, he's, his ability on the ball, he looks like the kind of player that wants to take players on, dribbling the ball, uh, seems to be our dead ball, dead ball specialist this season in terms of when it comes to corners. Um, yeah, a fantastic crossing ability as well. So the signs are there for Sai. I think week by week, he's going to just keep getting better and better. I think by maybe, you know, week seven or eight in the A-League, Sai Goddard could be, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to be at the top of the assists at least for the Mariners this season. I could see him, you know, teeing up the likes of of Maresh and Arrhenia, um throughout this campaign. Um, so, so for Sai, I think it was just uh, we would have loved to have seen him stay on, but of course the injury forcing him off. Stormery was an interesting one. I feel like it's the same thing with the F three derby. I feel like Storm had some has in both, in both of these games has had some really good moments, and then some also some really shaky, questionable moments where he's just lost the ball, ball's gone out of play off him, or something like that. I don't know. Like he's 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 pushed forward at times and has you know been involved in attack, but a couple of times some questionable things. And one of the big talking points heading into this season was, yeah, cool, Storm Root, Storm former fan favorite. Well, I guess still fan favorite of the Mariners has returned. But a lot of fans are, want to see Lewis Miller start. And I think Lewis Miller, again, a player who's just increasing, increasingly getting better and better with each A-League game. I'd like to see Lewis Miller start now, I think. 
Um, you know, with Storm brought off too early, I, I think. Well, I think as well, it's good. It's good to have that weapon in in Lewis Miller to bring off the bench. As a, I, I, I view as a more of an attacking fullback compared to Storm Rue. Lewis Miller, he's very physical. He's fast. He, he's very direct. You, you saw him when he came in on the weekend. There was a couple of times where he just he was just charging up that wing, charging in towards the box. Um, so was 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 Stormy? You know, when it, actually when, when it comes to substitutions, I thought. Uh, despite, you know, Alan Stadges was fantastic last season. I thought one of his shortcomings was his substitutions. Um, some just bizarre, t- you know, when we had, when we w- had, you know, Nizzi or Alu on the bench and, uh, or even, or even like Dan Bowman, and Jaden Casella, he wasn't bringing them on until like, you know, with barely five minutes to spare. Uh, so, you know, Monty maybe making some compared to, when you compare him to Stadge, Monty maybe a little bit uh, happier to, to pull the trigger earlier. When it comes to making substitutions, um, so I, I, I was I was happy with those two changes being made at that time. And you know we've seen Maresh injected into the game fairly early in that second half. You know he hasn't just come on you know for a late cameo. He's come on and uh, had some decent time. Um, he's, he's still yet to have an impact, Mateus Maresh. But again, same thing with Sai. I think a player who just with more experience, more game time, is going to get real real good at A League level. Um, and yeah, overall for the Mariners. And if you want to watch my match reaction where I dive into sort of my instant reaction to, to that Wellington game, I, I'll make sure to include the link for that down in the description. I've got a video for that. But yeah, I, I think we played really, really well and, and the signs are there. I thought we played pretty similarly to what we did against the Jets. It's just the result went the opposite way. Um, I And it was a weird game too because it felt like it, the Wellington game felt like it shouldn't have been a loss. It felt like... I felt like a draw was a fair result. I felt like maybe a one-one or two-two-two um, draw should have been should have been a fair result. Uh, no doubt, Mariners, you know, certainly showed some. They showed some, you know, shaky signs throughout. Um, I had a couple of people comment on Instagram, message on Instagram, talking about Ruin Tongik and how he looked a little bit shaky, a little bit out of sorts. Um, and and we did see Ruin come off late, so I don't know whether that was an injury thing, whether he's carrying something there as well. Um, and of course, lastly, on, on the Mariners, it's, it's good to remember that we've got we've got Nikolai Muller, we've got Matt Simon, we've got Benny Kalolo, these players who weren't involved on the weekend to come back into the side. Um, especially someone like Nikolai Muller, I think he's going to inject something really different in, in, into this side. I think he's maybe the kind of player that we're lacking because for the Mariners, everything's there in my opinion, especially in midfield. Midfield's looking really solid. I've been really impressed with Max Ballard. Oli Bazanic is continuing his fantastic uh, leadership in the middle, um, but just need that little killer edge that killer instinct in, in the middle of the park uh, sorry in attack and i think that's where i think that's when nikolai mola is is really really gonna flourish for me um an easy question to answer here standing from Ari on instagram goal of the round for me entering a boot easily i don't think there's any other goals that were really um were up there in terms of uh difficulty in terms of quality so for me Andrew the boots outside of the boot shot uh for me that that could be goal of the season i think it was a fantastic strike we've seen two uh, stunning goals already. Bruno Fornaroli last week against Adelaide, and then Andrew Naboot against Adelaide. Uh, two goals against Adelaide United. There you go. They're conceding. Uh, they're conceding worldies so far this season. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much, guys, for sending in some of these questions. We're going to head over to Twitter now, where we've got Aiden, um, uh, who's posed an interesting question, who, which we can dive into a little bit as well. Uh, Aiden says uh, or asks, "Are tapping goals a sign of poor defending? And if so," How come opposition supporters treat it as if their defenders weren't outplayed? <laughs> yeah, so I guess there's two things here. Like, 
supporter bias and you know I'm, I'm we all suffer from it i suffer from it i mean i am it's it's it's, it's well documented that i'm a mariners fan um and i do like to sort of cover all things across the league but there's only you know there's always bias is always going to feed into things you know and, and that's, that's just a part of it being a supporter um so when it comes to I'll answer the second part of the question, I guess. Um, opposition supporters uh, treat it as if their defenders weren't outplayed. I think when you look at, you know, and there were a number of tapping goals actually in, in the past round. Um, when you look at Wenzel Halls' goal, uh, Lockie Rose, I guess, was a tapping goal. Uh, D'Agostino scored a tapping goal for victory. You can look at it, you know, both ways, I guess. When you're always watching a game from your own team's perspective, um, and then you, when you look at sort of the speed of the opposition's attack, you think, oh, you know, they got around us too fast. There's nothing we could do about it. You know, keeper, nothing he could do about it. You know, sh- pass, pass, they were passing so well, shots came in. We'd, you could say that for, 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 for the tapping goals that were scored on the weekend, but I think at the same time, it's, it's, you have to look at the, yeah, the, the, you, could, you can also make an argument for the defensive mistakes. Uh, if I take that, the D'Agostino goal, for, for example, if you look at um, Lenaric, who gave the ball away and then really should have come out wide to track, I believe it was Rojas who was pulling out on the wing. He definitely should have pulled, pulled out wide to track that to close him down. But Rojas was allowed free real estate to enter the box and play an easy cross in for D'Agostino to tap in. And then likewise for Lockie Rose's goal, Alex Wilkinson just getting caught out, which we don't see that often. Alex Wilkinson, of course, an experienced defender getting caught out there. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I think I think just the simple answer is that like when you're watching your team play and you can see the goal, you can sort of come up with your own excuses um, behind it. So, uh, but yeah, that, 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 but in bringing up the tapping goals thing, and you, and, and you mentioned there is tapping a goal. Are tapping goals a sign of poor defending? I think, um, yeah, I think it's. I, I guess I can answer that the question with the same argument I just made. It's, it's, it's a mix of it's a mix of poor defending and really smooth attacking play. You know, some of the tapping goals. I, I thought MacArthur's goal against Sydney FC was a really nice move to Via to Silver's run and that that nice little pass into Lockie Rose and Lockie Rose easy finish in the end. But at the same time, as I mentioned, Wilkinson maybe he could have closed down Lockie Rose a little bit quicker. I don't know. So the debate is there for, for either side uh, as well. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll do one more question uh, from Neon. Uh, and actually, this is a good one to talk about as well because uh, we haven't really touched on Paramount Plus too much. And, it, and, it, and, it's, wor- and it's worth, you know, it's been two weeks. It, it'd be worth reviewing a little bit of Paramount Plus, I reckon. Uh, Neon asks, after two weeks of watching Paramount, uh, Paramount's broadcast, what do you think is good and bad? Um, I'll start off with the good. I'll start off with the positives. Because, because uh, as you guys know, I like to be positive in my in my content here. So, um, I do like the whole user interface and 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 the design for for the Paramount Plus website and layout and then the app as well. I've I've used both the website. I've used the app. Um, you can easily access match replays, match highlights, the mini matches. So, and I love that. It's important to have. You know, because there's some people that do like going home straight after a match and watching the replays. There are people who don't have as much time and maybe just want to catch the mini match or the or the highlights. So, it's important to have, especially if you want to make the A League more accessible for for more people, to have that content come in different forms. Um, and so, so that, that that's that's probably the, the the main good thing. And then it's very easy to find everything. Easy, sort of. Yeah, as I mentioned, the user interface is very easy to to sort of scroll through and browse through. Um, a couple down, a couple downsides when it comes to those, uh, those match replays and stuff is that they do take a little bit to come up. Um, when I think of, uh, 
I mean, not to compare compare A League to the Premier League too much, but when you think of the match replays that I think come up on in the Premier League, they generally come up pretty quickly, or at least the, the you know the the mini matches they come up. I think within an hour or sorry, within a couple hours at least or something. I think last night I was I was waiting for the match replay to come up for the victory Brisbane game, and and I think it was you know three four hours or something like that. I could be wrong, so I, I, apologies if I'm mistaken for that. But I remember just ch- like checking, and usually I you know you'd hope it'd be up, you know. I think it was after the Wanderers and Jets game finished. It was like eight, nine o'clock at night, and I, there still wasn't a replay there for the for the victory Brisbane game. So, occasionally a little bit slow with those things, you know. Especially if you know people like us, you know, the content creators reviewing the stuff want to get make sure we get onto that content straight away. Um, so, I mean, that's 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 a minor thing. One of the big things that we can talk about, and if you guys watched the Wanderers Jets game on the weekend, is the audio debacle. So on Sunday night's game, Wanderers and Jets, it was around. It was in the second half. I can't remember exactly what the time was. It might have been around like the 60th, 70th minute. The audio just dropped out for I don't know how long it would have been. It, it might, I felt like a solid five minutes and I was doing a watch long on YouTube at the time and I was like kind of I, – I, I thought maybe something just went wrong with my TV. I was doing it via AirPlay you know, phone to the, to the Apple TV and I was like, oh, okay, maybe something's connect, uh, dropped out with the audio, whatever. Um, and then I noticed everyone in the watch long chat was like, has, has everyone's audio dropped out? Everyone's audio dropped out. And that's when we all realized, it's like, oh, Paramount Plus have stuffed up again. Honestly, round two was pretty solid from Paramount Plus. We all know about the problems in round one. There was, you know, the, the start of the victory Western game, there was the, the, the glitches with the graphics and the camera and the, they weren't getting the camera feed and stuff like that. And uh, you know a host of other issues, but um, and Paramount Plus keep coming out and you know apologizing for it and saying that they're going to fix it and look into it and everything. Um, but yeah, round two was okay until this audio issue right in the second half of the last game, and uh, yeah, that's bad. That's for me. That's that's the worst issue that they have uh, that, that that they had to uh, to completely lose audio there. And I imagine like what what would happen if a goal was scored during that that time, and you know if they wanted to share it in their match highlights and they've got no audio. What are they gonna? They're gonna re-record it afterwards. They're gonna go back and record it afterwards or something, or like overdub it. So, little things like that. That you know, it's been two weeks and there has been multiple mishaps from Paramount Plus. I'm optimistic that they're gonna fix it and it's gonna work out. If it's here's the thing, if it's like week five and six, seven, and then still, if every week there's there's mishaps, then you have to question like what's going on like uh, you know f- there's no doubt fox sports and, and ko had had uh, you know their their number a variety of mistakes over their years um you know it's always going to happen we always see you know stuff ups in in broadcast but uh yeah if, if week in week out we're getting issues then um considering that people are paying money you know going in paramount plus which uh, i believe is 8.99 a month um uh, if you don't have a di- if you don't have a membership discount um yeah, they're really going to make sure they stay on top of that. And um, the, I'm sure the fans will let them know, as they have been so far on social media. So my review on Paramount Plus so far is like, yeah, I guess it's a, I guess it's a 5 out of 10. Um, overall, the, the, like the user interface and everything is, is good and the viewing experience has been, has been okay by the issues. But yeah, the, the big technical issues that have happened, you know, there's been multiple um, both, both weeks so far. So um, actually another positive thing that I should mention though is that I do enjoy the 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 broadcast team it's great to have Simon Hill back I think Daniel McBreen's been fan, been fantastic in commentary um, so commentary team has been great the 
pre and post game stuff is good as well. Great to have Tara Russian hosting. Um, and I don't mind the lineup. The people like, you know, Bruce Chite, uh, Michael Zapponi is great as well. Um, who else is in there? Um, Luke Wilkshire, Alex Brosk. All these guys have actually been really, really good. Mark Milligan, um, Tarek Elrich and Daniel Georgeski as well. A couple of former players, recent former players uh, to have recently uh, uh, stopped playing football. But yeah, I, I've enjoyed that side of it too. So actually, you know what? Maybe five out of 10 is maybe a bit harsh. Maybe go like a six out of 10, six out of 10. There's no doubt that the technical issues are, need to be fixed. Like they have to be sorted out. And I'm sure, <laughs> I imagine when the, when the sound issue was going on for you know the audio dropped out during that Wanderers Jets game that they were scrambling <laughs> like crazy at uh, at Channel Ten to get that sorted out. Um, but yeah, what, what do you guys what do you guys make of Paramount Plus so far? You guys a fan? Fan? Not a fan? Um, and of course they're, they're, they're still doing the um, well they're doing it every weekend the Saturday night prime time on free to Channel Ten, which I think is important. And I have seen actually a lot of people bring it up that it'd be nice to see. A, at least a second game on free to wear, you know, more games on free to wear. Or people have mentioned, like, for example, on, um, for example, when it comes to the simultaneous kickoff. And round one is a good example when you've got a game in New South Wales and then a game in Victoria. Show the Victorian residents, you know, they do this in the AFL, show the Victorian residents the Victorian game between Western uh, Victory and then show the New South Wales residents the Sydney derby. So, you know, whether they do that thing. And I, I feel like that would be pretty easy to do. You know, they could just, yeah, because Channel 7 do it with the AFL that, you know, they show New South Wales, the New South Wales, they, they, they'll they show the, the, the Swans and the Giants games. So they could, I, I'd imagine that'd be pretty easy to do. So whether they do implement that later on in the season or maybe next season, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, my verdict on Paramount Plus so far, so far, don't want to make a final verdict because I'm going to let them get better, let them improve. Um, and there's certainly plenty of positives there, but it's okay. It's average. So, um, but at least we've got a, you know, we can watch A-League football. <laughs> if we can watch A-League football, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Um, but yeah, very interesting to hear what you guys think of Paramount Plus so far. There's certainly a lot of debate around it, every match, um, you know, so uh, yeah. Um, but as always, guys, thank you for sending in those questions. If you want to keep up to that, if you want to, you know, keep an eye out for, uh, for the questions that you can send um, in, a place where you can send in the questions, I should say, on Instagram stories on Mondays, um, there's generally a questionnaire thing that pops up or on Twitter. I put up a tweet on uh, on Mondays as well, uh, Coastwood Football on both of those platforms if you want to keep up to date and uh, keep an eye out for those um chances to send us some questions and i do appreciate them i read all your questions um some of them pretty 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 funny they get sent in um but yeah i do appreciate it and it as you guys can see it provides some good chat for me here um on the podcast so i can dive into some of these topics and some of these um some of these things that you guys bring up so looking ahead to round three we've got some big clashes in round three my mariners traveling to penrith to face macarthur fc that should be a really interesting game because macarthur we're looking really impressive to start off the season draw at phoenix big win away to sydney fc um they're going to be tough they're going to be tough Lockie rosa as, as i mentioned earlier in this podcast started the season so well um you know ruin tongi Carroll's going to have their hands full uh, against someone like Lockie Rose. So I'll be doing, of course, if you guys don't know the, if you guys don't know the schedule here at Coastwood Football, um, we've got every Thursday, we're doing the round preview on YouTube. And then on Mondays, it's the round review, reviewing all the action, recapping all of the games. And then of course, every Tuesday available on YouTube and all of the podcast platforms, it is the podcast, which is more of a 
if you guys get the same, more of a casual sort of, uh, you know, hanging out, just just answering some questions and stuff. And uh, we're going to have more guests coming up in the future as well, which is very, very exciting. So, um, hey, guys, I just want to say once again, I do appreciate you guys um, jumping in here, listening to these episodes, watching these episodes. Um, feel free to join the conversation, jump into the comment section. Uh, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, uh, you, you know, if you've got any thoughts on, on any, any of the things we've talked about in today's podcast or the A-League at the moment. Um, and spread the love, man. Spread the love, spread the A-League love. Invite a fr- If you're heading to a game on the weekend, invite a friend. Um, we want to build this game. We want to grow this great game. That's what we all want, right? We all want this to keep expanding. And uh, the way we do that is uh, by just sharing it, sharing it with friends, sharing it with family, and uh, getting it around it. Um, so once again, if you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please consider hitting like because it does help me out a lot. Or if you're listening on a podcast platform, if you want to leave a rating, that helps out as well. Um, as always, if you want to stay up to that, to all the content that I mentioned is dropping here at Crossword Football, make sure you hit subscribe. Have a fantastic week. We're looking forward to round three. Plenty of action up ahead. See you in the next one.